0: Hallelujah, and glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to Jesus. Greetings in the name of Jesus. Before I get carried away, let me jump into this thing, you know. Uh, Judges chapter 2, verse 6, hallelujah, to 9. And then that that will be it. Hallelujah and glory to God. After Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted to them. Verse 7. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua. I want us to reread this part and underline it now. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him underline that also and the leaders who outlived him those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel verse 8 Joshua the son of Nun the servant of the Lord died of at the age of 110 I think I can reach that one. And you too. Amen. They buried him in the land he had been allocated. At at Tanath-serah, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gasha. verse uh, Verse 9, really, it was a bonus verse for you. Amen. And so was verse 8 was a bonus verse. Amen. Maybe the World Cup will come back to South Africa <laughs> around that time in 110 years life. years, Amen. But anyway, let's just get into the business. Of the day, so don't forget uh, the lines I requested you to um, to deal with in terms of uh, underlining. Don't forget those lines; they are so important. Amen. I'm not going to talk about them now, but right at the end of the message, we'll get back to that. Just remember, um, throughout the life of Joshua, and also the leaders that outlived Joshua, Israel served the lord it means there was a period in time where israel was faithful to god let's leave it there amen we will come back to this issue hallelujah and then it's a continuation of what we spoke about Uh, last week. Amen. And I'm not going to do that exercise of giving you a Bible class today. Amen. I'm not in the mood. Maybe next time I'll give you another Bible class. Amen. Uh, Today I'm assuming you're all uh, matriculants or first years in varsity. So I'll talk at that level today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's let's be a little bit more uh, relevant uh, this morning. We are living in unusual times and we are told that we are going to experience or we are already in the new normal hallelujah we are all aware of that isn't it and uh can i see who are soccer fanatics and if you are a soccer fanatic on youtube also tell us hallelujah say i am hallelujah can i see for soccer fanatics here no i'm not going to say anything negative i'm going to say good amen i know you know when pastor says can i see you think i'm going i'm about to preach about you know i'm going to say good can i see them again one two three four kb what happened to you Sort of. <laughs> All right, right. I'm, go- I, yeah, I'm going to use something. These are unusual times, okay? We are going to start there from the uh, normal. I get really in South Africa, the majority of people love soccer and. Um Uh, Some like rugby and cricket, but I think the majority of us, we do like uh, soccer. And uh, me and my daughter, we like tennis, though. Hallelujah. But these days, I'm not watching tennis. There's this player, he makes me hate tennis, you know. He doesn't have the class of tennis, you know. You know, tennis is sleek and clean, you know. It It must look effortless. When he plays, he plays a lot of aggression. I just don't like him. You know, I like the man as a human being, but when he plays tennis, I don't like him. He must retire as soon as possible. He won yesterday. He must retire. You know, it's a classy sport, you know. But anyway, that's my favorite. But I tend to, from time to time, uh, dabble into soccer, you know. So I know a little uh, about soccer. One or two things. So I'm going to use that uh, today. So it's nothing uh, technical. Amen. Amen. What happened to my microphone? Hallelujah. Okay, there we go. It's back. So now, uh, congr- congratulations to Pito for going to Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. For me, that's a great uh, progress uh, for the country. I join our president to say the congrats indeed. And that's great. Yes, Sundowns fans, we are very happy. Finally, finally, Kaza Chiefs, finally, Kaza Chiefs will exp- experience... Because <laughs> I think that's the only problem now. Pizza is gone. I think they can win finally. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, guys, get me a Kaiser Chiefs t shirt and a Pirates t shirt and a Soundance t shirt. What happened to my vest t shirt? I-, I can't buy that Chagumai one No. I'm fine. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's leave that alone now. Let's come back to the message. Hallelujah. I think we are relaxed. We are ready to go. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, this season, they call it the pandemic, uh, this of the corona, you know, the novel coronavirus, etc. I saw something interesting just recently in football. They wanted to resume the league here in South Africa. Overseas, they did the same, and um, they came with a proposal and they proposed that uh, the the soccer must be played, but all the teams must reside in one place or in similar areas, and they must not have contact with the outside world. In other words, the teams, uh, I think all the two of them, the First Division and the Premier League, will be quarantined of some kind. You you remember that, right? And they did do that, and they played up to the last match, whereby Sundowns won the league, amen? And uh, I've been looking at that, and I realized that's a good story for a sermon right there, actually, so the proposal was that um, th- when the leak uh, resumes, it has to be in a controlled environment, one. Number two, in a secure environment. Number three, it must be a secluded environment. Who remembers? To use the words now, right? The technical ways they use. So it must be controlled, secure, secluded environment. Hallelujah. And they called it the bio-bubble. Remember? Is it correct, soccer people? Correct the pastor here? I mean, this is not the same one. I just want to give you background. Right? The bio bubble, you remember, Gary? And the league was concluded in the bio bubble. Amen. What it means? I don't know. Hallelujah. What it means, uh, this bio bubble. But I think those three ways does give us an indication what it means. That it is a controlled environment, it is secure, and it is secluded. Amen. And I thought, this bio bubble, I can actually copy it and use it in church and then I thought I must introduce the faith bubble today for you hallelujah yeah the faith uh, bubble amen that's all about soccer I'm done with soccer now I'm now let's come back to church okay let's talk about the faith bubble so if you wondering what it is think football in South Africa, PSL during the pandemic, think about that, okay? So as I'm talking, you can try and frame your mind around that. Amen. That's what I'm trying to talk. So I want to talk about faith bubble, not a bio-bubble, but a faith, a bubble, it will help you. So can we just agree that this faith bubble also it is a controlled, secure, secluded environment? Can we can we agree? Amen. Hallelujah. But and then, as I go being a so I just copied this from them. Hallelujah. And I'm going to use it effectively. So, we are talking about a controlled, secure, secluded environment. Hallelujah. And this is the faith bubble for us. Hallelujah. You'll see where I'm going with this. So, you have to listen to the message. Amen. So, the faith bubble is, is that controlled, secure, and secluded environment for the believer we need to build an environment for the habit of faith to flourish. Me and you, as believers, we need to build an environment where faith can flourish, or rather, where the habit of faith can flourish. So you want to develop or cultivate or build a habit of faith in your life. So you need to create an environment where this habit of faith or where this new habit of faith in your life can flourish. In other words, the habit of faith can only flourish in the faith bubble. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. You know, certain things can flourish outside the right environment. It needs to be the right environment. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is with plants. Some plants do well in darkness. Others need a lot of light. Others need a lot of sunlight. Even if you give it artificial light, it's just not going to work. You need, you know, a, a lot of us, even we human beings, some of us, we do well here at higher elevations. Some people do well at the coast, at the lower elevations, you know. As soon as you bring them here, they struggle. Us runners, you know, if a runner does well in Cape Town, for example, doesn't mean he will win a race in Chobeck. The, the altitude is higher. They might struggle. So, guys who are training for your marathons, for example, and let's say they're going to run in Beijing or wherever, they'll go and practice Kualisutu in the high altitudes so that they can be ready for the higher elevations overseas, for example, right? And since there'll be pollution there, they might want to also train in an environment where there's a lot of pollution so that you can acclimatize, right? So you, you need be in the right environment hallelujah you know as they normally say the other preachers that uh, a fish will definitely die outside water hallelujah so you need your environment all of us and so is faith faith requires its own environment to flourish without its own environment faith will not flourish in other words you will think you have faith but you never see results Now, let's go back to the story that we learned last week. The children of Israel, they failed themselves, and they failed God, big time, hallelujah, because God delivered them to go to the promised land, but only two out of that entire generation made it to the promised land. So even though they were handpicked by God, chosen by God to be successful, they still failed. So the fact that we have prophesied over your life, the fact that God has promised you that he has planned to prosper you does not guarantee your success unless you build an environment for your faith to flourish. Amen. Are we together? So so that entire generation missed it. And only two made it. The reason why Moses never made it to the promised land, the Bible says Moses broke faith. We spoke about it last week. In other words, Moses was found to be lacking in faith. The most humble man that has ever lived. Amen. Go back to last week's sermon. Amen. You'll find all the scriptures. We we, we taught you about that. So he broke faith. Because the environment he had created for himself with the children of Israel was, was not conducive for his faith to flourish. Those who deal with me on a day-to-day in this church, they know I am an no-nonsense pastor. One pastor says, pusha too much." And guess what? pusha too much. I am not going to allow an environment that is going to make my faith to stagnant. I'm not going to allow that. Amen. I want my faith to flourish, and I'm going to make sure I am in an environment that allows my faith to flourish. Hallelujah. Amen. And you might as well start doing that. Amen. Don't play marbles with your faith. Hallelujah. Because Moses missed the promise of God because his faith failed at some point. And that is why he was angry. And he never saw the promised land. So the fact that we prophesied you or they prophesied you and nothing is happening, it does not mean they lied. Let's question this. Are you having the right environment for the seed of the wheat to grow, for your faith to flourish? I, 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 do you have that? So allow me to just talk around this. Amen. I can tell you now: you can chase all your favorite prophets; nothing's going to change in your life unless you understand these basics. Amen. You don't need the finest of prophets; you just need. Half or just a little bit of a prophet for things to happen. There are people before you even say something; they take it as prophecy and they build an environment of faith in their lives, and they see results. Hallelujah, Amen. Yes, hmm. You are reading a verse, and you hear somebody says, "I receive." I re- just like that, it's it, you. Can, you can create that environment. So, I want to talk about this faith uh, bubble, whereby it is a controlled, secure, secluded environment for. The habit of faith to flourish. Hallelujah. So we are still on habits, but we are just uh, going a little bit further now. Amen and glory to God. Now, building a habit of faith requires mastery over fear. I get it. You know that. I get it. In the presence of fear, there is no faith. You know that. So... Now, if you're going to build a habit of faith, you must master fear. Hallelujah. Somebody years ago once said fear is false evidence appearing to be real. Amen. You thought I didn't know that one. Amen. I know. I just don't preach about it. Amen. Hallelujah. I know all the acronyms that we use in church. Amen. Hallelujah. I just don't I think they're outdated. Amen. Just like this one. Amen. Hallelujah. But the point is, building a habit of faith requires a mastery over fear in other words that false evidence that is appearing to be real you need to master that hallelujah and but also what's required is the creation of an environment that requires less of self-belief hey let's repeat that you must master fear right and while you are mastering fear You need to create an environment that does not rely on self-belief. Yeah, I'm going to give you scriptures now because we are in the message. Others, when they preach, they preach out of their ability and that they believe they can do this thing from self-belief. I'm not one of that. I still shiver. I'm still scared to preach. I still... I'm still restless every night. I was telling my wife, Giri on Saturdays now, I need to add another routine. I need to eat salmon fish and and salad only. If my body must be tip tops, you know? If you know in football, people like Boronaldo, they look after their diet. They say you visit him, you are in trouble, you are going to get chicken and water and a salad. You don't want to visit a guy like that. So don't visit me on Saturdays. Hallelujah. I want to be as light as I can, even at night. Whenever I want to wake up, I don't want to feel heavy and I can't wake up. You know food can, if you eat too much, you can't wake up. <laughs> oh, that's where the fish thing is coming from, okay? I didn't hear God I'm just saying <laughs> now going with this food is uh, weighing me down you know <laughs> and it's not the devil hallelujah because I just had a braai or something like that and the dumpling and the all and the pup, and they're just too heavy and I say maybe let me be smart enough let me eat light on Saturdays Oh, some of you maybe you should you, you understand right if you take seriously the things of God you'll make all kinds of adjustments in your life so that you can perform at your peak. So that's how seriously I take this because I don't rely on myself. I will even do whatever I can in the natural just so that I can come and preach this low level sermon, maybe according to your standards, but it's because I don't think I'm the finest or the best, but I can tell you my habits and the efforts are of the finest. I'm not going to be, you, you can beat me with your natural talent, but let us not talk about what I can do. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's some, something else, but let's leave that. But the important thing I'm trying to say here, you need to create an environment that requires less of self-belief. Because most of you, you are in an environment that requires more of your self-belief. Even when we teach these days, we motivate you to believe in yourself. To believe in yourself. To believe in yourself. You go everywhere, believe in yourself. And there's nothing wrong. That is why I said less of self-belief. Not too much of it. And maybe I could less, like really less, okay? Yes. Why am I saying this? They say believe in yourself, but we say believe in God. You can't be 50-50 will have to be like less in fact to almost zero actually to zero (laughs) thank you Ngosi. thank you thank you he said zero I agree with you I was waiting for the congregation to help me here it needs to get to zero this self-belief hallelujah amen hallelujah Hmm. it needs to get because why we don't put any confidence in the flesh The Apostle Paul says, go Philippians chapter 3. He says, if there's anyone who can put confidence in the flesh, it's me, meaning himself. But he says, I've put that aside because I put my full confidence and trust in God. He gives a big CV. eh? He says, if we're to put CV side by side, you can't match me. But he says, I have decided to put it aside. Because I can't put my confidence on my CV. So some of us, when you come to places like this, the church, you have big CVs. But we don't put confidence on those CVs in the house of God. But in this life, in this generation, we don't. I was telling the gentleman uh, last week, Sunday, and I say my dad used to have this guy. He was like my age or slightly older than me, I think. Apparently, he was a lawyer, hey? But the guy was down and out, Shem, used to spend almost every day with my dad. My dad was a pensioner, so you will sit with him every day at home doing nothing. And my dad said, I'm lawyer. And i go like, no ways. No ways. Because <laughs> <No ways. laughs> So, you know. <laughs> the point I'm trying to emphasize here, you can even have the degrees and the education. They'll never take you anywhere in life. Yeah. Let's leave that. You can't put your confidence on anything in this life. But your confidence must be in God. Hallelujah. When when the people there in Jerusalem who were persecuting the church, when they had the confidence in which John and Peter spoke with, they could not deny the fact that these people had been with Jesus. And we want us to be that generation. Now, whatever they are, whatever they are achieving, we can only accredit it to their faith in God. So, I want us to think and consider this faith bubble that I'm uh, introducing to you. Now, Philippians 3 verse 3, it says, For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. Mm. Because some will even use their tribes, their nation think they are better. Now there's this new fashion here, yeah, Limpopo, this Limpopo that, Limpopo that. even me, I come from Limpopo, I man, that's too much, hey everybody now, but yeah while you guys are having the president that's us vendor people and the others <laughs> and we have uh, we have the other politicians, the others, but it's no master KG much. The Shangan-speaking people. I didn't know you was Shangan. You can start to see people want to say this tribe is better than the others. You know, who cares? <laughs> who cares? It says, we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who truly circumcised. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, you worship God in truth and in spirit. That's all that matters. You are truly circumcised in your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. And praise God for you if you went to the mountains. Amen. Nothing wrong. But doesn't make you better than anyone for that matter. Amen. And your skin color does not make you better than anyone and does not make you inferior also. Amen. Remember that. Amen. We rely on what Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus, has done for us. We rely on the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's Paul now. He says, we rely on redemption. We rely on the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, his burial and resurrection. You know, if you want to read the Bible and understand it, it's very easy. Let me tell you how you read it. They talk about somebody who's coming, and that somebody comes, then he dies, and he rises, and then he goes to heaven. And those who come after, they talk about him, full stop, that's the Bible. The prophets spoke about his coming. When he was here, he spoke about himself. That I am here to fulfill what they said about him. When he was resurrected now, those who came after they said, we saw him, we bear witness that he came and he rose again. Full stop. That's the Bible. Amen. Everything you read is within that parameter, literally. Amen. And that is why you must put your confidence on what he has done. What did he do? He died for you and he rose again. For you, and he seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for you. That's what we rely on. That simple line, Amen. Amen. Is that difficult for anyone? Amen. Even those online, is that difficult to rely on such a simple thing? Amen. Amen. You rely on that. Let's finish the verse. We put no confidence in human effort. You can do whatever you can do in the natural. At the end of the day. The increase comes from the Lord. You can plant, and the other one can water, but it is the Lord that grieves the increase. Are we together? That's where we put our confidence. After we have done it all, It is the Lord that brings increase. After I have preached today, it is the Lord who's going to work in the hearts of the men and women. Nothing about my articulation. Nothing about my abilities. I spoke to one man of God during the week. And he uh, was talking about noise because we South African preachers are this and this. God, oh, oh, wait a little bit. I can't understand any of the Nigerian preachers speak. None of them. I have no offense to them. I can't hear them. I just struggle with their pronunciation. I just struggle. There's, I, have, I have nothing against them. Yeah. But, and I know people who can't hear them at all. But get Because you start to realize it's not the fancy speech. The guys are just anointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in case others will really add okay? But you can start to realize it's not their abilities. You know what? They don't know how to dress. Yeah. <laughs> their churches are full. And you come here, you tell me how to dress. Wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. We don't put confidence in human efforts. I've seen the churches in back, for example. I mean, no beef to them. I mean, you have to duck and dive when you are walking on the floor because it was last swept five years ago probably. But my point, what I'm trying to say here is that even if you can be excellent in ministry, it does not mean it will grow. The increase comes from the Lord. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Can you hear what we are trying to say? Amen. I love my brothers from West Africa, by the way, but I had to use that kind of an example. They, they use theirs about us, and that's okay, amen? It's not a war, but these are facts, amen? So, you need to understand that Jehovah must be involved. You need to come to a realization as a person. When you wake up, you say, this is the day that the Lord has made, right? And this is scripture. And then you say, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Then after you have said that, I want to be part of everything that will bring you joy. Mudimu, I want to be glad today because I have fulfilled your purpose. In other words, I was part of a thing that you are blessing. In other words, you must be part of a church that has been blessed by God. Hallelujah. Despite the natural things, okay, that might make you lose confidence. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to God. So you need to grow in your faith begin to realize you need to cultivate an environment that will allow you to be in the blessing at any given time. You need to create this faith habit. That allows you to be part of what God is doing this morning, this afternoon, this week, this month, this year, next year. And for the rest of your life, you need to create the faith that allows you to be in the zone. But most people, we are missing it. You are chasing other things. I can tell you, you can have the best choir and the best musicians and the best band, I can tell you, you'll never fulfill the purpose of God for your, for your generation or in your generation if God is not part of it. Because you can also buy success, you see. Or you can wait for success that comes from God. That comes with no burdens. Amen. Also, you know what? Let me come back to the notes. I'll leave them just now again. Second Chronicles twenty twenty. Early... In the next morning, the army of Judah went into the wilderness of Tekewa. On the way, Jehovah Shafat stopped and said, Out to see City. Listen to me, all you Judah and Jerusalem. I'm getting to go in believers. We believe. Let's take a pause. Believe in the Lord your God. You wanna build. A faith bubble. Believe in the Lord. Your God. You will be able to stand firm. Can you see that? Other translation says you will be established. Amen. Believe in his prophets. Believe in his prophets. I'm going to correct that one just now. Believe in his prophets. And you will succeed. You see. When you read Hebrews 1, verse 1 and 2, in previous time, God spoke using prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us using his son, Jesus Christ. So now, in the scripture, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20, when it says prophets, it says, believe in Jesus. They were there before Christ. When Christ came, he's our prophet. So there's only one major prophet I know. There's only one major one I know this morning. His name is Jesus Christ. Everything else is a fake. And glory to God. Amen. There's only one major prophet that we, we, we go to. There's only, they call me mega me. There's only one mega Jesus or one mega prophet. His name is Jesus Christ. Everything else is fake. Amen. I'm not saying there are no prophets in this generation, but it says, listen to the words of his dear son, Jesus. The Bible says in the Old Testament, it says uh, God will raise another prophet just like Moses, and you should listen to him. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Are we together? So, what I'm trying to say here, it all starts with a belief in God and his son, uh, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're going to build this uh, faith bubble, it starts there. It starts with God. And as I tell you where it ends, it ends with God and his son, Jesus Christ. In between, there are many variables. I don't have the time to deal with most. Let me deal with what I can this morning. So, it's just too many. But the beginning is Jesus. The end is Jesus. He says in Revelation I am the beginning and the end. I am the alpha and the Omega. That's what he says. Lie in between gnini. OK? And that's important. Hallelujah. Now like the people who cook easy, you know. Get chicken, get water, get salt, put it on a stove, put it out. <laughs> Done. Hallelujah. These other things, the spices. And the spices, they differ according to taste. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I just want us to think about Joshua for a few minutes as we close the message. As we go back to the scripture we read this morning. We are going back to the scripture now that we read. First of all, Habala's Numbers chapter 11 verse 28. Joshua, we are talking about building, Right? or rather cultivating or creating a faith bubble. now, right? If you're going to flourish, or if your habit of faith is going to flourish. And a good example is Joshua, right? Numbers eleven twenty eight. 28, you learn one simple principle there. Joshua saved Moses from his youth. Now, some of you, you are no longer a youth. The key here or the important thing that you need to be aware of this morning, the earlier you start serving God, the better. And you want to know when is the earliest time to serve God? Now. Those who are into investment, they tell you the best time to start investing is right like now. You can't wait. It's now. So it is when it comes to these things that we are talking. If you are building a faith Bible, the best time to start it's now, not tomorrow, not next year. Now. Joshua started in his youth. So when uh, Your now must be your youth. Wherever you are, even if you're 70, you'll just perceive that it's your youth. You are starting now. Amen? Amen. So the sooner you start, the better. Let's go to the next one. I love this one. Amen? Amen? Joshua, according to Exodus chapter 33 verse 11. Hallelujah. You know... And this one, by the way, like I taught you last week, Exodus covers events before the Exodus, right? And the actual Exodus, but only the two years of the Exodus, right? In the two years of the Exodus, Moses went and spoke to God several times. And he came back with the instruction of building a tabernacle. And they did build the tabernacle within the two years. But also what happened during that time, when Moses went up to talk to God, guess what? Joshua will be there. But not only then. When the tabernacle was built, finish, Exodus 33 verse 11, when after Moses had ministered, after he had done his job, after he had fulfilled his duty for the day, when Moses is going home, the Bible says the young man, Joshua, remained behind at the tabernacle. He remained behind in the presence of the Lord. Now, one, what you must do? Serve the Lord as soon as you can. Number two, love the presence of God. Stay in the presence of God. Remember, Moses missed the promised land. Joshua remained the tabernacle even when Moses had already left that's a secret sometimes your pastor won't model the presence of God well do more than him if you can and I don't want to be that pastor but if you are seeing that nothing is stopping you to go deeper in the presence of Lord I'm not Jesus Christ look at Jesus Remain in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says Jesus will seclude himself. Oh, there's the Bible. And he will go and spend time in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So, serving, right, and also staying in the presence of God, it separates you, right? It creates this bubble that I'm talking about this morning. Amen. Hallelujah and glory to God. Oh, and now... If you look at Exodus chapter 32, verse 17, right? Moses comes back from the mountain after 40 days, all right, And 40 nights. You remember the story? He's fasting, you remember? His face shining and et cetera. You remember, yeah. ne? And you know that Joshua had went with him. Hallelujah. He had went, he go read. He had went. I don't know how close, but he was not in the camp. That's what I'm trying to say. He was not left in the camp with the children of Israel. When they came back, Joshua says to Moses, boss, there's a sound of war. But then Moses says, yeah, but this is not a sound of victory or what, what, but this is a sound of uh, celebration. But (laughs) Moses could know that I'm... They had built a God that they were worshiping. Within two years of deliverance. Not long. <laughs> Exodus is within two years, right? Two years just after leaving Egypt, they already replaced God. Because for 40 days, Moses was in the presence of God. They could not wait for 40 days. Some of you can't even fast for 40 days. Maybe consider that. They built this calf that they were worshipping. But what I'm trying to say Joshua was not part of that. That's all I'm trying to emphasize here. Joshua was not in the camp. When Aaron and friends were part of it, Joshua was not part of it. Let me repeat. I'm saying Joshua was not part of the worship of this God they had created. Because he was in the presence of God. You want to build a faith bubble. Avoid some of these many events that are happening in our generation. And I'm going to take it further. Avoid some of the conferences we come up with, we church people. Because in these conferences is where we introduce foreign gods to you. Have the discernment to realize that you don't have to be part of every conference. They talk about FOMO in this church uh, uh, and in the corporate. Don't have spiritual FOMO, the fear of missing out on some things. Miss out some of the, in these activities. Because these activities will introduce foreign gods in your life. Some of you, your lives are messed up because of the church services you attend. The conferences you attend. You were introduced to some small gods in your life. And look how messed up you are. If you had just secluded yourself and remained with believers who are focused on the word, your faith could be intact. Now you don't care about Jesus. You don't care about the word of God. What you care about is what Papa has said, even when it is not scriptural, it does not matter. Even when Papa wants to sleep with you, you'll say, just go on Papa, I'm your daughter. Imagine the father sleeping with the daughter. But my point is, you have failed to seclude yourself. Create a bubble whereby your faith will flourish. Become a Joshua generation if you want. That's how he got to the promised land. Aaron did not make it because he failed to create an environment to protect his faith. After you've prayed and you come and tell us what God has told you, we we can tell you easily that that's not God who has spoken. So be careful. Create an environment where your faith can flourish. In other words, surround yourself with people who will fuel your faith. Including a man of God, the one who will fuel the faith. You want to create a habit of faith, create a bubble. There's nothing wrong with bubbles. There's nothing wrong. Hallelujah yeah. Just stop it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be like Joshua, he heard his prophet from his youth, and he stick there. Do the same. Let Jesus be the prophet of your youth. Hallelujah. Let it start there. Hallelujah. Amen. And since I'm introducing you to Jesus as the prophet of your youth, listen to people like me faithfully and leave confusion. Just leave that alone. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Because they are amongst the ministers of the word of God or the prophets of God or the apostles or the evangelists. There's weed amongst us. And God will deal with that. So it is not our job to criticize them or to, to close their churches. Well, let, let them continue. Let them continue. And anyway, we can supply and demand. Okay. The more you, you demand their product, the, the more they will emerge. Okay. So, so, so. And rabatwal labahulemo. But rona tamudim. na Amen. And Jesus must be your major. Must be the main prophet in your life. Must be the main person that speaks. When I speak, you don't hear the words of Christ. Run for your life. If I'm not here to promote the kingdom of God, to promote the kingdom of Christ Jesus, I'm not here to promote the red words of Christ. Is that part? Because I'm a wolf in sheepskin. Amen. And so that applies to anyone who claims to be a man of God. Some of them are wolves in sheepskin. So create that bubble. Be safe. Protect your faith. Hallelujah. So that you can achieve everything that God has called you for. Hallelujah. Because you'll come to us and then, you know, men of God will say, you know what? Uh, You are a kingdom financier. Sell your house and your car. Bring the house. Bring all that money to the house of the Lord. And then you're down and out and you're broke. And guess what? When you're broke, they even take away the front seat. And in no time, you'll be scared to come to church because your high heels are gone. Amen. Let's leave that. But the point is, Joshua was never part of the bigger camp of Israel. However, Joshua, Aobala Exodus chapter 17. uh, What verse is this? Chapter 10 and 14. uh, uh, Verse 10 and 14. You'll realize he led the armies of Israel. Or he led Israel when it was warring. You remember the story when Moses had to lift up his hands high and Aaron had to balance him. You remember? Who was in the forefront? It was Joshua in his youth fighting the battles of Israel. So he, he was part of Israel, but he did not partake in the evil they did. He only partook when it was the work of the Lord. So when he was required to show courage and lead the nation as a soldier, he came to the forefront. When that responsibility is over or the season of war is over, he went backwards and stayed in the presence of the Lord. Be that type of a person number one even in the worship of Baal. Know when to step up to the front. Know when to sit back. Hey. I go with people to places. Now going I'm nah, not partaking. Yeah. Because I'm not pastor there anyway. So I, I'm not, it's not my job to talk everywhere I go. So if you invite me to your family. Don't expect me to say a few words. I, I won't say them if I want to. It's my right. Because I don't want to partake in things. Hallelujah. Hey, man, let's say it's a couple that I don't authorize authorize or agree with, or the Bible does not agree with that type of a relationship. And because you're a pastor, you must attend events. No, I'm not going to attend. I tell you right now. Because being in attendance makes me part of it. I want to be like Joshua. I don't segregate. I'm not against anything. I'm not against anyone. I follow the Bible. Can you please leave me at home? I'm not going to grow my church attending filthy parties just because I want the church to grow. And don't invite me to your parties full of things that the Bible does not agree with. I'm not going to come. And so it is. You are building a bubble. You, as a child of God, choose. Which parties you attend, which events you attend. Because by attending some of these things, you are taking part of it and you are not like Joshua. So yes, you are an intercessor. Yes, you are a man of God. Yes, you are an usher. Yes, you are doing the things of the Lord. But know when it's time to sit back. Yeah. Know when it's time to be in the forefront. It's yeah. finally Joshua. When he had to lead the nation, he was in the front. When it was time to be in the tabernacle, he was in the tabernacle. When it was time to be with Moses, he was with Moses. When it was time to be at the foot of the mountain, waiting for Moses to come back with the word of the Lord, just do that. And sometimes for me and you, it is safer to just hang out here, even when there's nothing. It's safer. Because some of these happening things. Hallelujah. Let me be practical. You know, I get a bubble like this. This bubble is like an ecosystem. We are in Straight on Park. Here in Straight on Park, you must question any financial services business you find here, unless it's a well known brand. Generally, you don't find such here. You find industries, you find. Things like that, you know, big. But if you want a financial services business, you'll find it in Santin, Rosebank, place. Giddy ecosystem. Who hears what I'm trying to say? You want coffee shops, the series, you go to Cape Town, okay? It's an ecosystem, and so on. So that's how it is. It's It's a fact. Everything has its own. You want tech. You want people who know their technology who can build you an app. You go where? Kenya and India. Yes. No, Cyclone, Cyclone Valley, they are their brains behind that. They go to India and Kenya to build. Agree? You taught me that anyway, so you forgot. Hallelujah. You know that. It, it, it that thing. Hallelujah. So do not I'm not saying they can't build you one here, but you have to question him, okay? Because generally the people, if you build a website, you want a good one. Chances are it's going to be built by some guy in India because they are very good. You know banks and mining companies, they employ a lot of these guys from there because they know their stuff. So even look at the ecosystem so know where you need to belong as a child of god amen ska hallelujah amen hallelujah where i amen eh the likelihood of me staying next to a minister where i live now it's like zero they they have their own areas okay yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Amen. Amen. You you get what I'm trying to say. Amen. Let's finish the message. Because you need to create that bubble for yourself. You need to create that environment for your faith to flourish. So, the environment is a thing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. And by the way, if you don't know, I had one guy on TV say, if you want good defenders, it's time to go go Oh, But, uh, these tall ones. I've heard it. Some of you have heard that. Because they think in that area, very naturally, but they're into something, really. If you go there, you'll find it. If you want very skillful players, you go away to Soweto, Morisante. You know, we can do that thing. Even me. It's just, it's standard. You know, you are from Soweto. You don't care about goals. You care about showboating, you know. Even pastor can do showboating. Literally, Amen. You, you you get what I'm trying to say. So the the bibles because then it becomes a culture, a culture, a culture. Even with faith, be in environment where faith is normal. Not everywhere faith will be normal. Not everywhere. Not everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Hmm. Now this is what I'm trying to say, Bazalwane. I'm almost done. Joshua says, "As for me." And my family, we shall serve the Lord. Oh, you know that, Bazalwan. I love you guys. Here's the point: as part of building this faith bubble, convert your home to an environment of faith. Could it, even when Pastor is about to backslide. When he enters your residence, he gets full of faith once more again. When brother so and so and sister so and so, when they get into your doors or your gates, something bubbles up within them. Their faith is restored. Convert your home into a faith bubble. Go try, ubele home advantage in your home. In sports, when you are playing in your own ground or your own turf, the likelihood of winning is higher. So I'm saying, if you want to achieve more, if you want your faith to flourish, turn your home to a home ground advantage when it comes to faith. So the things you achieve for the Lord, achieve them more at home. You and your family, me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Our homes are the bubble of faith. When you see, you start to realize, my home is safe. Carabello will confirm with this, maybe if you don't know. But I'm a guy, she might not know. COVID, where I was a student... But well, my wife knows this one, definitely. We who were doing science, we knew that we can go for the ladies who are doing science. The perception was they are not good looking. The fact is, you go to West Campus, not in the East Campus. In West Campus, you close your eye, everybody is beautiful. Hallelujah. But I've grown up and I know better. It's not necessarily true. But already as you cross that bridge, So there are certain environments you won't have last until you show up. I don't want to mention the places. In this case, you show up as campers. So be safe. Stay come east. With your science people. Because you guys, you worry more about the books. You worry about the weight. So what I'm trying to say. Have home ground advantage. This thing comes back. That is why men and women, stay at home as much as you can. That is why you spend millions if you have bought houses or thousands and thousands to buy that house so that you can build a, 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 a stadium of faith, a bubble of faith. Why will you pay so much for a home and you spend little time there? Convert that to your faith bubble. Run Bible study. Hallelujah. And glory to God. Amen. Hey. Yeah, yeah, is one. Yeah. Yes, create create that environment. Hallelujah. Amen. I said to my wife, I'm suffering from this. I'm a practical pastor. affirmation just to hear men of God says you are doing well. And every time I meet them, hundreds and my wife pray for me and I'm praying for myself just to avoid them. More and more and just mind my own business. Hallelujah. Because you are thinking you're going there to be encouraged, and they'll tell you how tough it is out there. And it just and you were not aware it was tough until you spoke to the man of God. So so how bonna every time you go to the man of God and you come back realizing it's tough, just stay out of it. So this message is for all of us. So I won't give a home ground advantage because when men of God comes to my house. Home ground advantage. I'm the head. Hallelujah. I'm the one who's going to do in the praying here when you leave. Not you. Hallelujah. Because it's my home. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. Home mm. ground advantage. Don't tell me churches are struggling. Not this one. I have faith. I trust God that we are not struggling. Amen. Okay, let's finish this. So let your home be a house where faith can flourish. The last one. I read it for you. Joshua created an environment for faith in Israel. Right? Israel was faithful to God throughout the leadership of Joshua. And that of the elders who remained after him. In meaning, those who were influenced by Joshua, they carried on with that influence of changing the nation of Israel to be a faithful nation. What I just said, and it's a miscall, and I know even those who are listening to YouTube, it's a miscall. This is what I said In the life of Moses, Israel was never faithful to God, they repeatedly sinned, they repeatedly did wrong in the sight of God. The scripture we read today in the book of Judges tells us in the lifetime of Joshua, none of that was there because Joshua had already created a bubble. He was not going to tolerate Israel missing the mark. He was not going to tolerate a leadership that is going to miss the mark. If you are going to be part of the leadership in this team, The standards are just high and high. By the way, I'm on a cutting process. I know others are making their teams big. Me, I'm cutting, cutting. I'm cutting, I'm cutting because I want the finest. I want those, even after I have left, after I have died, they will be like these elders who will continue to influence their generation to serve God. Hallelujah. You know we never agreed with him. You know we never agreed with the word of God. You know times have changed. We have to, no, no, no. We want people who will remain faithful to God. And hopefully those elders will also train up and raise up another generation that will be faithful to God. Amen. I need to finish, but I think I must read the scripture in Judges. It looks like you forgot it. Judges 2 verse 6. After Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribe left to take possession of the land allotted to them. They took possession of the land given to them. But Moshe never took possession. They saw it with their eyes. One man said, this is not going to happen. And they said, you shall see it with your eyes and never partake in it. So these people were partaking here. They were the partakers. Verse 7 says, and the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua. If you are looking for a powerful scripture, that's it. A whole generation in the time of Joshua served the Lord. But it started by him saying, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And I'm standing here. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. I want you to adopt those words and say, as for you and your family, you will serve the Lord. And let's see in these days, in this difficult time or these challenging times, we can have a nation and a group of people who are still faithful to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And it says, and the leaders who outlived him, those who had seen all the great things the Lord has done for Israel. It says, these people, they led Israel with distinction by Israel becoming faithful to the Lord. And of course, after he had served his generation, he died at 110. All of us will get to that point. But, The testimony here is, here's a man who built the safe, secluded, controlled environment for himself to achieve greatness in his generation. He even achieved something that Moses could not achieve, leading effectively, leading a nation effectively. He's a model. Of what a king should be. He's a model of what a corporate leader should be. He's a model of what a head of a family should be. He is a model of what a teacher should be. He is a model of how we should lead ourselves and others effectively. And it starts with you by considering God as number one and concluding with God being number one. You can never have positive habits of faith in an environment characterized by fear. Never. So, stop hanging out with people who fuel your fears. Cut them off with immediate effect. You want to serve the Lord? Start now. You are losing nothing. You are losing nothing. Cut them off. Yes, you might be married to some of them. You'll have to convert the house to a home ground advantage, influence. I didn't want this God, but be, yeah, because you know, yeah, don't allow them to make your home a place of fear. It should not be like that. Amen. And glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So what I've said now, I want you to do this. Optimize your environment for more faith. I told you in between it's a lot of variables. I didn't say all I wanted to say today. But I think I'm just stop here, right? Optimize your environment for more faith. You can do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Make your environment a place of faith. But also make your environment a place of grace. Make your environment a place of hope. You need to come to a point whereby your environment, faith is natural. Where faith is normal but not only that the only way you can achieve that is when you begin to realize even the supernatural can be normal the only way you can do that is to build your faith bubble one person says why pastors don't go to hospital to pray for the sick sometimes the hospital will never be the bible you're looking for or the environment you're looking for the bible says jesus in some towns or regions he never performed a single miracle because of the people there there was a lot of unbelief but when you have made this home ground advantage you can go to the hospitals and minister to the sick and they can get healed but there'll be a lot of resistance but when you're in a place like this, without laying hands to somebody who's broke, by just coming to this environment, you got your breakthrough because this is an environment where faith is built up. Without anyone praying for you, you get healed because it is an environment of faith. So I want, as part of the vision for this church, I want this church to be an environment of faith. Let's stand up. Amen. It needs to be an environment of faith, this church. It's part of a vision for this church. It was not originally part of. But now I want anyone who comes in here with heavy loads, with burdens, with all kinds of cares, with all kinds of situations, without anyone touching them, by just being in this environment of faith. Their faith shall rise and receive whatsoever God has promised. So I'm inviting you to come back to this church. And those who are listening, come to this church. It is an environment of faith. You can receive whatsoever you are trusting God for. Because we trust God for the supernatural that has become the normal to us in Jesus mighty name. Build your own faith, people. What it means here, Bazalwane, you are going to see more of me preaching here than and, and any other preacher because I'm not going to delegate my responsibilities. I must repeat that. I'm not going to delegate they Don't say, Wang, well, I invite Aban here because I don't know what they believe. Until I have those kind of relationships, I'm not going to have anyone here. I'm going to come and teach and preach what I believe is from the throne of heaven. And when I, every time you leave here, you leave having received what you're trusting God for. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's pray.